Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Balance Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. I am super duper excited about today's guest, the beautiful Ali Michelle. She is a fellow podcaster, a deeply spiritual being, a very watery earth goddess, which is something that we will get into and you'll totally understand because it's all related to astrology, what I'm talking about. And she is also a poet and she has a book of poems coming out on the 31st of January. She releases the name of her poetry book in this episode, which is kind of the coolest thing ever. And I so love her for doing that because it's exciting for all of us Soul on Fire listeners to learn the name of her poetry book. And you can also check out her poetry on her Instagram, on the captions of her beautiful, beautiful photos. She lives in Kauai, just total earth magic. Kauai is a spiritual vortex. And every time I go there, I feel like... My spiritual awakening is just accelerated times 10 billion, and that is where she lives. She podcasts with her roommate and her very, very good friend, Raquel Mantra, who I also love, and they have a podcast called Your Own Magic. So we are all in for a huge magical treat with Allie today on the podcast. I cannot wait for you guys to hear us talk and We really just chatted and I wanted to see where the conversation took us because we're super similar. She's very galactic. She's deeply just in tune. I kept telling her she is like talking to a human Buddha. I mean, I know Buddha was human, but like a live human Buddha and she is just so wise and I couldn't possibly love her more. I actually think potentially we will do a shaman training together as you guys will learn in this episode. So I'm super excited to dive in and for you to get to know the gorgeous, gorgeous Ali Michelle. Show her some love on Instagram once you listen to this episode follow her podcast, subscribe to her podcast, Your Own Magic. You are in for a huge treat if you do, because it's just amazing. And it's definitely one of my top three podcasts that I listen to. And actually, if you guys are wondering, because I always get asked which podcasts I listen to the most, I listen to theirs, Your Own Magic. I listen to Jess Lively's The Lively Show, and I really want her on this podcast. So you guys should tell her if you think this would be a fun conversation that she should come on the Soul on Fire podcast. She's also into quantum living and she is a coach of all sorts and she's into Abraham Hicks and flowing with intention. And I just love listening to her talk. I feel like I've gotten to know her from afar. I also love That's So Retrograde. And you know, those ladies have been on here. I love them so much. I just love the tone of their podcast. I love The Skinny Confidential, him and her. Always love listening to Lauren and Michael. And I love the Almost 30 podcast, Krista and Lindsay, and they'll be on this podcast soon in the coming months. They are good friends of mine here in LA and I adore them. So those aren't the only podcasts that I listen to, but those are my top right now. The ones that I find myself 
just going toward the most often on my phone and subscribe to. And I always love Luke's story as the lifestylist also. So I thought I would just share that because I love spreading love to the other shows that are amazing. And you guys are always asking me, what are some similar podcasts to this one? And if you haven't heard those, I would highly recommend them. So before we dive into the episode, I wanted to take a second to talk about our sponsor for Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is my life saver at the moment, my total game changer in all things wellness and morning elixirs and tonics and morning drinks. You might have seen on my blog recently, I put all of my morning elixir recipes into a blog post that you can find on thebalancebond.com and Four Sigmatic is all over that post because I just can't help but love all of their products. They're magical medicinal mushrooms. And what I'm into right now, and I will tell you why, is the caffeine-free chaga, which comes in a tin. And I love that it comes in a tin because not only is it environmentally friendly, but it is really easy for me to scoop with my little tablespoon scooper and put it into a blender with water or coconut milk or whatever I feel like drinking it with that particular day. And I've been really on the caffeine-free train. That's why I'm going for the caffeine-free chaga. And I love the chaga because I love the taste. I like putting two tablespoons into about like eight to 12 ounces of water with a splash of coconut milk. And it tastes like a dark roast coffee. I am not even kidding you guys. It tastes amazing. And the reason why it's my lifesaver in particular right now, even more than in the past, is because I stopped drinking coffee and I stopped for now, I am kind of testing this, drinking dandelion tea because as you guys know, I love dandelion tea. It helped me get off of coffee. I love the way it tastes and I hope that I can incorporate it back into my routine soon, especially mixed with my Four Sigmatic Chaga because I love the way they taste together. But I've had this full body rash for over a week now. By the time you guys hear this, I'm sure and I really truly hope that the rash is gone because I finally got a cortisone shot. But I am kind of thinking I could technically potentially be allergic to dandelion, which would be really sad. But luckily, I'm not allergic to Four Sigmatic medicinal mushrooms. And I just want to kind of enlighten you guys a little bit about what medicinal mushrooms are and why I love them and why they're so good for us. And the answer to that is that they're so good for us because they improve everything from energy to immunity to stamina to brain function. And some of the mushrooms that Four Sigmatic uses are reishi, chaga, cordyceps, and lion's mane, which you've probably heard of before, as well as other superfoods and adaptogens like rhodiola and tons of other delicious things that they pack into these little tins or little packets, depending on the ones that you buy, and make these amazing blends and elixirs. And for those of us who are getting off of coffee, they're really, truly amazing. And for those of us who do drink coffee but are looking for a more sustainable pick-me-up later in the day or first thing in the morning, whenever. I think you'll love it because you don't get that crash and those jitters that you get from coffee. You really just enjoy like a very sustained alertness. So I love the caffeine-free chaga. Like I said, I also love their hot cacao. It's like a 
hot chocolate, but so much healthier with so many superfoods. And I love their matcha. So head to foursigmatic.com slash blonde for 15% off. That is foursigmatic.com slash B-L-O-N-D-E. And you'll get 15% off of their amazing products. You can search on their website, or you can just click the link in the show notes. And the really cool thing is, I know that Allie, our guest today, is a huge fan of Four Sigmatic also. So I really love when my guests and my sponsorships align, and it just goes to show that everything is aligned, and I only talk about products that I love and use every day and am obsessed with. So check it out, and I can't wait for you guys to try the magic of medicinal mushrooms and to hear Ali in this episode. Love you guys. All right. Hello, Ali. I am so glad that you're here today, you beautiful soul. Hello, Jordan. Hi. I'm so glad that this is happening. Everybody listening, this is Allie Michelle, which is not your last name, but your middle name. And I love that that's kind of part of your whole persona because it's such a beautiful name, Allie Michelle. And I have been following you forever. So when we started kind of going back and forth and talking to each other and realizing how much we have in common in this beautiful spiritual world of yoga and wellness and spirituality. I was so happy to connect with you. So why don't you tell our Soul on Fire listeners a little bit about who you are and your amazing podcast, your own magic, and everything else that you do. Thank you. Oh my gosh, what a nice intro. I'm so happy that we connected because I feel like it was an instant bond. And even though we haven't hung out in person before, I feel like our souls have been chilling together for a while. I think so um, too. Definitely. I so I um I live in Hawaii currently and co-host your own magic podcast with Raquel, which is very similar to your podcast. It's all things spiritual and inspiration. Um, and it's like very from our hearts and a very vulnerable offering. But, um, I guess my journey kind of started when I was 16 and I did a Reiki training and that kind of launched me on this spiritual path. And then it's unfolded throughout the years, but right now I'm mainly writing poems and really enjoying the process of poetry writing. It's like medicine for my soul. So yeah, I'm excited to finally release this book of poems in January 31st. And yeah, that's so exciting. I don't know what day of the week that is, but this podcast is going to come out that week. So really close to the 31st. So everyone listening you can check out her poetry book and everyone who follows you on Instagram gets a taste of your poetry because you post gorgeous, beautiful words as the captions of your photos from your explorations and adventures all over Kauai. And those images are unbelievably beautiful, but the words are what are so beautiful and draw me in every single time I look at a photo that you post. And I'm just so proud of you that this is a path that you're pursuing because clearly it's something that you're so gifted at, so talented at. And I think the world needs more of your poetry. Thank you. Yeah. For me with Instagram, that's what the most, the images, I think there are 
they have their purpose. Like I think that it's like a painting, but I really started, I was so shy when I was um, growing up. Like it was really hard for me to be social and to use my voice. I think I had a lot of past life trauma um, and I was constantly just looking for my voice. So I did a yoga training to get comfortable with public speaking. And I started writing about like what I was learning and training and posting it on Instagram. I didn't really think anyone would read it. Honestly, I just was using it as a way to get over my shyness and kind of grow more into myself. Um, And then it evolved into this kind of community. And so now having that like amazing platform to just share whatever it is I'm learning at the time through poems and writing, and then to share everyone else's experiences, like reflected back that they're going through similar things. It's become this really huge honor in my life. So yeah. Yeah. That's something I can definitely relate to as taking a yoga teacher training and having that be kind of your first experience of true public speaking and what it's like to get up in front of a huge group of people at times, or even a small group of people. It does not matter how many people, just the fact that you're looking out, the eyes are staring at you and you're expected to carry them through a class. It can be tough and it was tough for me. So tell us, what was that experience like for you getting out of your comfort zone? Um, It was very interesting because I taught at Hot 8 Yoga in Santa Monica. Have you been there? Yes, I have. I love that place. It's so good. But it's very like there are some intense, advanced yogis that go there and they're looking for they're looking to be basically roasted in like 118 degrees and mm-hmm. do all these beautiful um, poses, like their practices are super developed. And so teaching, I recognize like the level of space I had to hold was the biggest I had in my life because sometimes the room would get up to like anywhere from, you know, 25 to sometimes 50 people were like mat to mat piled on top of each other basically. And yeah, I just turned 18. So, um, really it was a great practice of vulnerability for me because beforehand, every single time I would just like say this prayer, like, please just use me as, um, this instrument of love, use me as a vessel. Like what would you have me say? That's the highest good of everyone in the room. And, and learning to be okay, like with the fact that people may not like the class, um, learning to be okay with completely having an open heart, uh, regardless of how anyone else receives it, like that was a powerful lesson. But I was definitely panicking, like heart pounding beforehand, like taking lavender essential oil shots. <laughs> yes, those are so good. I do that still with teaching yoga and also with having a podcast, as you know. I think it's always a learning experience to discover that our podcast episodes and our yoga classes are not for everybody. And I used to take that so personally and have such a hard time with it. And it would be so scary for me to teach, to get up in front of a group of people. When I did my teacher training, which for me was young in college, but I know that you were a lot younger. You did it when you were 18, which is just amazing. And I love your point that when we get out of our heads and get out of our own way, we can really let the teaching do its job and just teach and put it out into the universe. It's not about people loving it and it's not about whether they like it at all. It's kind of just, we've got to get out of our own way so that we can teach a class, however that 
may go for someone, for you and I, I know it's sort of a bit of channeling work. And for other people, it's just speaking from their heart, speaking from their soul, speaking from wherever they are that day. And we've just got to deal with whatever people feel. Something that you know really well with your books. And I just so admire you too for just really always staying true to your voice, no matter what anyone says. Thank you. Yes, it can be hard sometimes, especially when there's a lot of eyeballs looking at you, ready to have their opinion, ready to judge. But I think we both feel this way, which is that if we weren't speaking our truth and doing what it is that we love, teaching yoga, having a podcast, being really open about who we are and, you know, you mentioned my book about the way that we eat and That brings me into my next question, which is with all of the dogma in the spiritual community, how do you personally go about choosing the way that you eat and the way that you nourish and fuel your body? Because you know, there's all different opinions. Yogis should be vegans, et cetera, et cetera. I know that you listen to your body and what is your philosophy on food and how you fuel and nourish yourself? I love this conversation because it's one that I tried to avoid having for a long time. I know. Haven't we all? (laughs) I totally get that. You know, I posted, I think it was a year ago that I was flexitarian because, you know, it's like you're a yogi, you're automatically vegan and you're, um, there's definitely a a dogmatic thinking, um, not to discount veganism, but I was just doing it as a way to be honest, because people were just assuming that I was plant-based and I wasn't, I was having fish and eggs. And, um, so I posted that to be super honest and received a lot of hate, which I'm sure you're very, I know you're very experienced in. It took me out for a while. I was like watching Gilmore girls marathons all day, like hiding my room. Like, I don't want to be on Instagram anymore. Yeah. Um, But then I just kind of realized, like, you know, I said, this is like what's true for me right now. And then I actually ended up being vegan for a while and that felt really right. And then I started having fish and I don't know, I've always just maintained this sense of balance where I don't want to label myself anything because I think for me personally, I don't like to say I believe wholeheartedly in one specific thing because I think that just completely limits our perception of the universe. So even if you are eating plant-based, like I actually do eat mostly plant-based now. Um, I still don't call myself vegan or put a label on it because I think about how different everybody is. Like there's only one of you in the entire universe. How cool is that? Of course, you're going to have completely different ways of health. And so my whole thing with spirituality and food is like, if it's governed by love, what you're doing and what you're eating for yourself and and it feels really right for you, then honor that. And that will probably shift and change as you do. But I, right now I just, I'm a flexitarian. I'm really just flowing with it. Speaking of food and particularly high vibe, vegan, plant-based, organic, non-GMO goodness from the earth, I wanted to tell you guys about something that I discovered very recently that I think everyone has to know about for many reasons. One of them being that it will save you so much 
money that it would be almost ridiculous and crazy not to do it, not to jump on the train. So what I'm talking about is Thrive Market. And something very exciting and very awesome is that Thrive Market is offering this incredible deal to all of our Soul on Fire listeners, which is $60 of free groceries with free shipping and a 30-day trial on their website. So you can find that at thrivemarket.com forward slash blonde. That is thrivemarket.com forward slash blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E, no catch whatsoever. You get $60 of free organic groceries and free shipping with a free 30-day trial. And something really crazy is that their prices are already 25 to 50% below retail price. So basically anything you would find at any other grocery store, wherever you shop, you guys know if you listen to this podcast, I have somewhat of an unhealthy addiction to grocery shopping at very expensive, very high-end organic natural grocery stores here in Los Angeles. I think you probably know the ones that I'm talking about. And when I realized about three and a half to four weeks ago that I could get all of that stuff on Thrive Market's website, for 25 to 50% below what I was paying at the other grocery stores for the exact same quality, totally natural, totally fresh, organic, non-GMO, sustainably sourced ingredients on Thrive Market. I kind of thought, well, this is a no-brainer. Jordan got to hop on the Thrive Market train. It's also delivered straight to your door. So it has saved me a ton of time. Very convenient. When I'm not spending all my time mowing around grocery stores, I shockingly have a lot more open time in my schedule. And the reason that they're able to make their prices so low and so fair is because they cut out the middleman and they go directly to the brands that they work with. So I promise you guys, if you go to thrivemarket.com and start searching around, which you can also search by category like vegan, paleo, keto, nut butter, whatever it is that you're looking for, it's really easy and it's actually really fun. You will find so many brands that you already know and love. I have been using all these natural home products that are completely non-toxic ever since I was diagnosed with this insane rash all over my body. I've switched everything over, even the things that I thought I had switched, but I actually hadn't, like laundry detergent and dishwashing soap. I have been getting all of that from Thrive Market. And it's pretty amazing because you can even compare the Thrive Market prices to the retail prices on their website and you see how much money you're saving. And you kind of just think, why haven't I been doing this all along? They're also a mission-driven company. So for every member who signs up for Thrive, they give a free membership to a low-income family. And I can so get behind a mission-driven company. I think it's amazing. The fact that they have premium products at a wholesale price for people like you and me who don't necessarily have a wholesale license. I know I don't. It's just the coolest thing in the whole world. You can get everything from bone broth to apple cider vinegar to, like I said, home cleaning products to 
everything that you need to make kitchery, which is something that I've been making every night because I just finished my Ayurvedic Panchakarma, which you can read all about on my blog and see on my Instagram. So I just had to tell you about Thrive. I want you guys to know about it. It's so insanely amazing. You can get $60 of free organic groceries with no catch whatsoever, free shipping, and a free 30-day trial when you go to thrivemarket.com forward slash blonde. That is thrivemarket.com forward slash B-L-O-N-D-E. You guys will fall in love. It will change your life. And I can't wait to hear what you think. I love you guys. I love that philosophy and I'm definitely with you. I think our bodies just go through so many ebbs and flows and we're always evolving. We're always changing and we can't necessarily expect what worked for us one week to work for us the next week or one year to work for us the next year. So I'm completely with you right now. I'm pretty much I would say like pretty much 100% plant-based, which people just simply do not know because I just don't make it, I don't make it a public thing because of course there's been so much, so much labeling in my life and I know that I'll continue to evolve and to shift and to change. But for some reason in this conversation, I just felt called to say that out loud because I think it's so cool that, that we can just listen to our bodies and Like what you said, there's only one of us here in this whole entire universe and how cool. So we've got to just take care of our vessel the best that we possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, really, it's not so much what you're eating, obviously that matters, but I think it's the relationship to it because oftentimes like when we decide to treat ourselves to chocolate or cake afterwards, it's like there's this justification process that needs to happen in the mind. And my whole thing is like, if you want to have steamed kale and veggies and quinoa, that's great. If you want to have um, a whole thing of dark chocolate cake, which I have done and it's amazing, then um, mm-hmm. really fully immerse yourself in whatever experience it is that you choose for your body at that time. Because I think that our thoughts really affect the way our body digests things. And so if you're thinking like, I love myself, I'm nourishing myself with this food that is made with this vibration of love then yeah because I look at 80 year old people and there are some people that have like cigarettes and eggs as their diet and then there's some people that photosynthesize basically like sun gazers so um I'm kind of like who am I to tell someone what to do with their body because their internal system is so smart and so it's just learning to listen to that natural intelligence inside of you yes I love that. It's so true that the experience of eating and nourishing ourselves is the whole purpose. And if we get too tied to one way or the other way or something's wrong, something's right, then we're really limiting ourselves from that growth and that expansion. So I think you said it beautifully. I agree with all of it. And I think it's amazing to just listen to your body and to go from there, to build upon that as you grow. So I'm really curious to hear about the evolution of you because you're so young. You've got to be like, how old are you? 22? I will be 21 March 8th. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you're 20 years old and you are like this wise Buddha of a human. 
in a 20 year old body. I'm just like sitting over here thinking like, does everything she says sound like it's straight out of a poetry book? Because it does. And you're so wise. You're just so cosmic, as you know, that I believe that you are. So I want to hear about kind of just the evolution of how you came to be doing what you're doing now. You started with the Reiki training and then you did the yoga training. And what has happened between that part of your life and your beautiful podcast hosting, poetry writing life on Kauai now? Oh, okay. Here we go. I know. Story. Story, Story time. Story time. Well, I guess I take it way back. I grew up in Los Angeles, um, moving all around LA, uh, kind of the Valley area. And I went to high school in Calabasas, which is not um, the easiest thing for me. Um, Yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough place to go to high school. It was very tough because like Mean Girls, you know, it's kind of like that movie, um, Mm -hmm. which I was very sensitive and it was very painful for me to be in school because I don't know, I just actually always growing up to take it way back. I started, I went to a school called Merman and it was very academic and very, um, geared towards like, we're doing long division, like first grade. Um, Mm -hmm. it was very mathematical, scientific and knowledge-based and I was more so into creativity and sensitivity. And, and I always just had that conditioned mind of like, that's weakness. And, um, why can't, why are you in a room with people and you just start crying randomly? You know, it's like, um, it took me a while to realize that I was just feeling the energy of the room and that's actually a strength. And so, yeah, growing up in LA was not easy, but I, I spent so much time by myself. And I think that that was a huge gift because I would go, I would ditch school and go to Barnes and Noble. Um, there's this Barnes and Noble in the Calabasas like center next uh-huh. to some those places. And I would go on the top floor and, um, I like stumbled upon the self-help section and I picked up this book journey of souls. And, um, it's all about like past life regression and hypnosis and all this stuff. And it had this very, um, spiritual concept of death where it's just a transition. Like you, you are pure consciousness and your body's like the vehicle that you drive for this lifetime. And it was the first time that I felt this like sort of relief, like, oh, this isn't all there is, like there's more. And I started to believe in magic again and kind of allow myself to connect to that. And that's when I did the Reiki training and all of that. But yeah, I think spending a lot of time alone was very important for me and learning to be okay with myself. And so then I went a little nuts. I did like a Reiki training, yoga training, craniosacral therapy training. Um, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I just got that done for the first time yesterday and I feel like a new person, cranial sacral. Honestly, if I were to recommend one session for someone to do, it would be cranial sacral therapy. Wow. Yeah, because the thing is, is no one's, um, it's not like you're healing them necessarily. You're being, giving them absolute 100% presence and holding space for their natural the natural intelligence of their body to process. Um, because we run around and we're so tightly wound sometimes and we don't even realize like there's not so much safety unless we're like in our homes and stuff. And so if someone's just holding that space for you to sort of melt and process and um, it's just so important to have that. So 
It is. Yeah. It was so healing when I did it yesterday. I, cause I have like all this health stuff going on right now. I have hives all over my body, which (laughs) gratefully we are only audio Skyping and not video because I'm seriously inflamed from head to toe. It's very alarming looking and it's been very odd for me and so uncomfortable. Um, But I did this amazing healing session yesterday with a Reiki healer who also does craniosacral work and very light massage. And it was by far the most healing thing I've done for this rash since I've had it. And I've been exploring every option. So I can see you doing this and being so, so good at it. Thank you. It's so powerful. I'm glad that you received that because, you know, disease like hives is a stress response to the body. And so if you're being held in that way to release that, like the energy behind it, then the physical manifestation of it goes away. It's so funny how it's always connected. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. I actually got stung by a bee recently, <laughs> which I'm definitely allergic. So it was kind of crazy. And I was covered in hives. Um, oh my God. when I, yeah, it was wild. I got stung in the ass. It was really fun. <laughs> oh, painful. So painful. Um, it was funny. It was my boyfriend's birthday and I like got stung right before I saw him. And I walked up to him and I was like, hi, I'm allergic to bees. And I got stung. So I have to go now, but happy birthday. <laughs> um, oh my God, was, that's so sad. <laughs> and so he like drove like took my, I have a little bug for a car. And so he was driving it like crazy on the wrong side of the road. Cause the hospital is like an hour away from here right? Um, on an island. And anyways, it was totally fine. They got me with epinephrine, but I was like, what's the lesson behind this? Um, and so I was really like analyzing the spiritual lesson behind it. And it was really uh, a wake up call for me. Like I realized that it was literally a kick in the ass. Um, yeah, <laughs> It was. Um, Yeah. And I realized like how much I was holding myself back from, like I've had these poems, this book, um, for a really long time I've been writing it and I just held it in and I'm like, yeah, someday like I'll release it. And it's kind of like, wake up, wake up, wake up, like just release it now because it's never going to be comfortable to do. So. Oh my gosh. um, That's so fascinating. I love that you viewed it that way because it's so true that like the body having that kind of response is such a reflection of what's happening internally. And I've truly spent the last week just like contemplating what is going on here? What kind of spiritual lesson is this? Because I have never ever been this uncomfortable. I've never been in this much pain. I've never been just like so confused about where it's coming from. But I know that it's such a spiritual up-leveling that like my consciousness is kind of going through so much shifting and evolving and my body is kind of trying to catch up to speed. And I think that that's what it is for me and for you, the fact that you realize that you were holding onto your poems and it's time to release them into the world. That's so beautiful. And I think that's such such a magical way to look at illness and the things that our body shows us. It, it's kind of the only way to look at it if you think about it, because like, what is that but a wake up call? You know, everything external is just a reflection of our world because our relationship to our world is how we perceive it. Like, if you watch all these videos, um, even on a scientific level, like neuroscientists can't actually 
prove the outside world exists. It's like our brain's best guess based on the compilation of senses working in our body. And so we kind of all hallucinate the same thing and call it reality. And so if you're changing your relationship to it, instead of being like, why is this happening to me? But like, why is this happening for me? And where's the lesson in it? I mean, at least I noticed for me, like the physical suffering goes away so much sooner. Yes, completely. That's that's the level that I'm trying to get to because my mind hasn't been able to to change the 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 way that this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> this like this hive situation and I kept thinking it'll go away, maybe it'll go away tomorrow, maybe it'll go away the next day. Now it's been it's been like 8 days. So, I finally got a cortisone shot today that I think is really going to help. But um, it's true. I think when you shift your mindset, like everything just starts to feel so much easier, so much, so much more just simple and like, oh, okay, there's a lot, there's a lot more happening. Yeah. Especially if you're saying that you're experiencing a lot of upgrading and transformation, that makes complete sense because it's like, you're growing out of your skin, like you're shedding old skin. And so there's this breakout of hives as you upgrade. And it's just, it's very interesting to look at it that way. Cause we're often like, why is the ground being shaken from under me? But it's the universe that's shaking that ground. Cause it's like, no, you're ready for more. Yes. So. Yes. It's so true. It's so beautiful. Well, so we were at the point in your journey where you were getting all these certifications for all of these healing modalities. Then what? Yeah, so I was really just trying to heal myself inside out because um, I had a lot of like, trauma that I had suppressed for so long. And so I was really uh, learning how to self-regulate and that was kind of that journey. And then um, I lived in Venice for a little bit for about like a year and I got pretty deep in the spiritual yoga scene there, which is really great. But I think I was definitely light chasing. Um, like I still didn't really know how to be okay and love the dark parts of myself. I didn't know how to sit with my shadow. I didn't really understand how important the balance of both is, you know, because if you look at a moon, it's not always full. It's not always bright. Like there's um, a waning period that happens and it, it goes into darkness and it's a new moon and it's time for introspection. And so I wasn't okay with my imperfections yet. And so I was, I thought the goal of life was happiness rather than growth and transformation. Um, and so that was, um, an interesting journey. And then I took off and traveled for a year. I mean, I took like, I think it's 60 something flights in like seven months. Wow. It's pretty wild. Yeah. And so I was traveling and, um, just kind of seeking, like I had seek, seeked internally for a few years with this training. So I went to like explore externally and that was like, I'm sure, you know, with travel, it, it accelerates growth massively. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And then I came home after a long period of travel. I was like, um, went to like Indonesia and Sri Lanka and all these places. And it was part of that wave of like social media traveling, um, where everything looked very beautiful and like I would float from one place to another but obviously all this stuff happens behind the scenes which is why the captions have always been so important because I I don't want to ever create an image um or I mean it's impossible to not have that on Instagram but to be put on a pedestal as though everything's perfect which I still think 
happens. But I think the writing at least is my best offering at honesty and vulnerability. And so anyways, I came home after traveling. I was like, I want to root down somewhere, but I have no idea where. Like, this, I still don't feel a sense of connection and belonging. And um, I got offered to go to Wanderlust Festival in Oahu. I took two of my girlfriends, Alex and Claire, and we went out there. And I don't know, the minute I got to Hawaii, I just felt um, this huge shift happening in my life. We explored Oahu for a little bit, and then we hopped over to the island of Kauai. And um, the minute I landed, I was like, there's something very different about this place. Like, there's magic in the air. And I just felt home in a way that I never did in L.A. It was almost like this sense of deja vu, and I'd never been there before. And I just completely fell in love with Hawaii. And so I... Went back to LA, sold all of my stuff, um, moved in with my sister Alexis for like three weeks to a month, um, just looking for apartments in Hawaii. And then I moved. I like upped and booked a flight and flew out the next day and have been here ever since. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is unbelievable. And did you know anybody there before you moved? I mean, you know, you know, people through like Instagram and stuff, but no, not really. Um, but the first day we had arrived on Oahu, we met these brothers that dive for sunrise shells, which are these like, it's kind of like the diamond of Hawaii. It like really represents the aloha spirit. It's like, um, they're beautiful shells and you feel it. It feels like a corpse. And um, so they kind of showed us like the traditional Hawaiian culture and like the nature of respect. They're like respecting the land and the people and um, just bringing good, positive energy. And I don't know, just kind of the importance of community here. And so I feel like I got to see it through a very interesting perception. And then um, I was on Oahu living in Pupakea, which is on the North Shore. It's like deep in the jungle and it's super quiet. And I was kind of living like a monk, like mm-hmm. I didn't really know anyone. And I spent like a summer by myself. Um, just writing. And I went through a long period of, I don't want to label it as depression, but I was experiencing a lot of shadow energy within myself. And for the first time in my life, I just had to sit with it. Like I just had to face it. There was no escaping it. And I learned to be okay with it. I was like, this is just a part of myself that is unhealed. And what's not love is just a call for love. And so that was an interesting process. And then I Met Raquel, my podcast co-host, yes. partner, and she DM'd me and was like, "I'm doing this meditation training in India for like 500 bucks, and it's all inclusive, and it's right by the Dalai Lama's temple. And I know you don't know me, but you should come." <laughs> and That's <I> was amazing. <laughs> and so I was like, "Okay." So I literally booked a flight again, like last minute, flew to India, and we meditated. People don't believe us, but nine hours a day, like we'd be up at 5.30 and finish around like 7.30, 8pm. Um, obviously with like little breaks in between for food and the bathroom wow. and stuff. We were really sitting with ourselves. <laughs> yeah. For how long? Two weeks. Um, that's, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And it, was the first time I feel like I actually meditated. Like I think I had I had done like guided Abraham Hicks like 10, 15 minute meditations, but I didn't fully understand what it is to drop that deep inside of myself until that point. 
Yeah. I mean, that's on a whole other level. And you mu- that's so powerful. You must have learned so much about yourself and your own consciousness. Yeah. I learned to, I learned to be okay with myself. Like not being unplugged from the outside world. I, I mean, with deep in the Himalayan mountains, there's not much to do other than be with myself and to realize like all I need is, is myself, is this connection. Um, I'm here to have a human experience, but I'll always be okay if I can just plug in because it, it really is like you're, um, I think it was, I've used this analogy so many times that Marion Williamson used, but meditation, it's like you're a lamp and you're plugging in so that light can shine through. Mm. So as long as you plug in, uh, that loving energy will come through. And that's really at the basis, what everybody needs is love. Yes, absolutely. So do you feel like that awareness is something that you've been able to bring with you back into your life now? I do. It was it was interesting coming back because India is very strict. Like you meditate a very specific amount of time and it's, it's specific mantras and everything. And so it was very traditional Eastern philosophy. And my journey was kind of how do I bring that back into my everyday Western life? Because I'm still going to live a modern life with a phone and Instagram and, you know, all these normal things. And so how do I bring the quality of this energy and this um, wisdom into everyday moment. And what I'm really realizing is that anything can be sacred. Anything can be a meditation. If you decide it is, if you make your relationship to the moment sacred. Yes, I totally agree with you. The reason why I asked if you feel like you have been able to bring it back with you is because I think for so many of us, that is the hardest part. Like we will have these spiritual experiences, some kind of major awakening of like, wow, this is how meditation really feels. And this is how sitting with yourself really feels. And then bringing it back into daily life is challenging, especially, I mean, especially in a place like LA, but you're in this magical Kauai oasis and that probably does make it easier. You know, you would think, um, I definitely, I mean, don't get me wrong. The nature here is absolutely the most nurturing environment, but, um, at the same time, LA, you can always be doing something. You can always distract yourself. You can go get a juice with a friend or go to some amazing workshop or there's so much available. Hawaii, there's nothing. I mean, there's not even places to eat out here. Um, yeah, that's so true. You are sitting with yourself and you are facing yourself and it's, so slowed down um, that it brings up a lot. And so there's, it's just a different perception, a different way of plugging in. But I think for me, I don't think that I need to meditate a certain amount of time. I just meditate to get to that place of like, this is who I am underneath the trauma underneath my personality, underneath all of it, this loving energy is who I am. And having that daily like reminder of surrendering for a moment to all that is, um, is important. And it's not easy to integrate. I mean, it is hard to come back down from a mystical experience, but there are so many different waves in life and you're never going to surf the same wave twice. And so you kind of just really have to enjoy whichever one you're writing right now. And so I, I don't think back on India and compare 
my meditations now to what they were then because they were deeper than absolutely, but um, they're still serving me now. So, Well, that's amazing. That's the best that you can ask for, that they're serving you now, even though they're different than the way that they were when you were in India naturally. But I can't even tell you, Ali. I'm just sitting here thinking everything you say is so wise and just so beautiful and so on point with living a spiritual, soulful life and being happy and tapping into our core and just being so comfortable and okay with where we are in any given moment. So I just really want to commend you for that because it's beautiful and it's so inspiring and so hard to believe that you're 20 years old. And so maybe you can help us with this. So I, at least just speaking for myself, I have the mindset very frequently of, okay, so when I go to Bali for the month of April, or when I live in Kauai for a period of time, or when I finally book that trip to India or to Peru to do a shaman training or anywhere that's not here, how can I and everyone listening who is in this position stay present to find that state of meditation wherever we are and just be happy with the place where we are now. Yeah. And honestly, it's um, the only real experience we're going to have because I absolutely still have that way of thinking. I'm like, after I do this, 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 and this, and all my ducks are, oh, then I'm, then I'm good. Then I'm going to yes. be here. Um, but if you think about it, like um, even right now, this is my favorite part of craniosacral training is the art of presence. Like tuning into presence, I can feel my feet on the floor and I can hear the birds outside the window and, you know, a sound coming from the computer and just tuning into the present. It may not be as sexy as whatever fantasy we come up with in our mind of like, oh, I'm on a beach somewhere. I'm here. I'm there. But we're only ever here. And so um, everything else is a movie that we're playing in our heads, you know, of the future, the past. And if this is all there ever is, then we're not going to become enlightened after a training or after anything. There is no after. It's just, um, when you remember to just taking a few moments to be so aware and feel your body and, um, drop down a little deeper. And that's all we can ask for. Like this morning, um, I was walking on the beach and I was on the phone with my sister and um, I got this Amber alert and it was like ballistic missile heading towards Hawaii. This is not a drill. And <laughs> terrifying. And I'm on the phone and I didn't even panic. I was like, well, I'm going to go because apparently there's a missile heading this way. And I mean, with a nuclear missile, there's really nothing you can do. Like there's no shelter. There's no, like you're just going. Um, right. And and so I hung up with her and she was freaking out, of course, but I course. Got home kind of just like, wow, this is, this is a beautiful life. And, um, I'm, I just started thinking of all the beautiful moments that I've had, particularly in the past few months. And I felt so much love and I realized like we fall comfortable into the belief that we have any semblance of control or that we have all this time, but you don't because sometimes you'll get an amber alert. There's a nuclear missile coming and sometimes you can lay on the beach for a few hours. I mean, it's, you just never know which one it's going to be. Um, and then of course, like 30 minutes later, we got a just kidding. Someone hit the wrong button alert. Um, 
but <laughs> so nuts. It's, it's really nuts, but I haven't been as present as I was when I saw that in a while. And so our perception of reality really is based on um, how here we are. Yeah. The fact that that was your response is mind-blowing and so such a testament to who you are because any, I mean, receiving that, like people would freak out. I would freak out. My cat Hudson is like standing in front of me right now looking at me like, yeah, you would definitely freak out because (laughs) I just, I so would. But that's an amazing response that you had. And it really goes back to just how happy you are in your life. And you're so content with the love that you're surrounded by and the way that you live your life and just kind of everything that you've discovered and learned over the years. And I just think that that's a magical way to look at it. It's very awesome. Yeah, because it's kind of um, what we choose to focus on is the feelings that we get in our body. Like right now, if you were to focus on something that you're worried about, because we all have something, you start to feel this anxiousness kind of in the solar plexus area, at least I do. And then if you were to focus on someone that you love with your entire heart and just lights up your world, like you feel your body soften. And so it's like listening to the wisdom of the body. And if, if a nuclear missile is heading for me, I don't want to waste my moment panicking. Um, and so I just chose to focus on love, um, which is something that I could do more often. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, such, such a massive shift in perspective for so many of us to receive an Amber Alert like that, even if it's false, just to think like, wow, what am I spending my time focusing on? And what could I shift that to, to feel so much better? And speaking of love, that leads me into my next question. Tell us all about your boyfriend who you just mentioned and how did you meet? Is he a spiritual being? Also, tell us the whole love story. It's funny because I've never talked about it anywhere. I so. didn't even know that you had a boyfriend until you texted me <laughs> saying um, that you might have to change the time for this podcast because your boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, we have to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's both of us are so low key and I've always... For um, sure. I don't know. I, I guess I figure my whole thing is always, if it's not my story to tell, I won't tell it. And so, um, I've also never really had that story to tell. I've never had a serious relationship before. I've actually been overly independent growing up in LA because obviously you can imagine as a girl, it just, I had a lot of walls to protect myself, which really served me in high school and did not serve me into adulthood. Cause I just had basically this huge fortress around my heart, like a nice little fire breathing dragon protecting me outside of it. It was like kind of like Harry Potter. That's like how intense my walls were. Um, Yeah. That's too much. Got to break those walls down. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. I, I came to Hawaii and we, we had talked a little bit like online about meditation and stuff, but, um, it's just, it felt right. Like the connection is very deep and it's very, loving and um we really honor each other's rhythms and have a very healthy understanding of one another and it's yeah it's kind of like 
being single, but being in a relationship, like both of us honor each other's space and independence and support each other on our journeys and following our hearts. Because I guess the shift is like, it's not about what I need from him. It's about like what can bring both of us the most happiness and the most love. Because like I was saying in India, you know, if you can connect to love inside of you, you don't need another person to do it. It's just this incredible bonus. Um, and so I would say that this is the coolest relationship to me because I've never learned so much from another person in such a short amount of time just by being around him. I've grown a lot. So that is really fun. Yeah. Yeah, that is so fun. It's so fun to have to have a counterpart like that, someone that just enhances your life and makes you feel even more love when the love truly is coming from you and you would have it no matter what. That's such a healthy, such a healthy relationship. And I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Yeah. And and that's not to say like, I don't know. um, Obviously when things come up, I think the most important thing is like absolute clarity and honesty and communication because the truth is always a truth for the reason. So as long as whatever we say is governed by love and it's what feels right in our hearts, then that's what's important. Because I noticed like, I don't know, anytime I don't say something, then there's a story in my mind of like what it is and then an assumption and all four agreements are just like tossed out the window. Mm-hmm. Don Miguel Ruiz would not be stoked. Um, <laughs> yes, for so, sure. Yeah, it's as simple as just asking, communicating sometimes, but yeah. Yeah, I think being in a relationship is the biggest teacher in and of itself of communication because not only are you handling your own expression, but you're also taking it in someone else's expression and doing this symbiotic dance of sharing a life with someone while also having your independent life and they have their independent life. And there's just so much communication that needs to take place to really get to that sweet spot of, okay, we got this. We communicate with each other. It's all good. And it sounds like you guys have that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And you and your boyfriend are amazing, by the way. Your photos and everything while you were in Bali or was it Bali or Thailand? It was Bali. Yeah. We almost went to Thailand. I think I was texting you before we left, but we were like back and forth, Bali or Thailand because of the volcano eruption in Bali, which turned out to be no big deal at all. So yeah, we went to Bali and we had so much fun. Oh, I love that. It was so good to see because you can just really see that relationship of happiness between you two. And I think that's important for people to know is like, sometimes there's fear of like, will I meet someone that's like this, this, and this? And the answer is like, yes, at the right time, absolutely. But um, in order to attract someone like that, I think that we also have to have those qualities in ourselves. So I really value communication and healthy boundaries and love and um just yeah honoring like I think it's important to honor other people's rhythms and I love when people respect my rhythms and space and so I had to learn how to do that um on my own first in all my other relationships in life and it was hard sometimes you know um speaking the truth because you're scared to hurt another person can be difficult but I just kept practicing that practicing that um and so 
by the time I met him, I was kind of just like, okay, I see. Like the everyday teachers of life prepared me for this. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yes. Because the timing is right. And that's what I always say to people too, who who worry that they're never going to meet the person of their dreams or the perfect person for them. And the truth is everybody will when the timing is right and when everything aligns and it's it's time for that relationship to happen. So I couldn't possibly agree more with you. It's all in the timing and it's all, everything happens and it's right time. And it's true. It's so important to reflect what it is that we want to get back from the universe because the universe will always match what it is that we are putting out. Yeah, I love that. The universe is always matching us. Yes, completely. It's all so true. So this is something that you and I talk a lot about. And I was very, very excited to talk to you about today on the podcast, all about celestial channeling and celestial beings and life force on other planets, light beings, all that amazing stuff. Tell us what your perspective, what your opinions are on the subject and what you think of all of it. Yeah. Um, I love all this stuff. (laughs) I know. Me too. Like ever since, even growing up, like I was always so fascinated with Atlantis and Lemuria and ancient Egyptian cultures and just kind of those very spiritually, um, I guess I don't know the word, but evolved, spiritually evolved beings. And Hawaii actually, they say it used to be Lemuria. And so I just have been like researching all the legends here and trying to tap into that energy. And um, I love it. And I also think about like the Pleiadian constellation mm-hmm. and Andromeda Galaxy and all of that, um, because I've heard a lot of different light workers talk about like beings from other places. And so this is my perception of it right now. And it's always changing. And who knows if this will resonate with your listeners, but I think that Earth is um, accelerated growth school. It's like the school of soul evolution. And so if you're coming here, um, duality and contrast exist for a reason because it's the greatest teacher and it sculpts who we are. And it's not necessary to suffer in order to learn. And the more present we are, the more we can see the signs sooner before they get too big. But it's definitely a way to make your soul grow. I think when I think of like the spirit realm, I think of very like fluid and loving and just kind of how you feel when you hit the bliss point in meditation. And so for a while, I really wanted to like go back there. I was like, abduct me. Like, (laughs) I'm (laughs) and then I realized like, I'm not really here to meditate in a cave. There are people where that's their dharma, but for me, I'm here to have a human experience. And so I, it's a pretty short life we've got. It's long, but it's short. Um, have you noticed all truths are paradoxes? It's so interesting. Um, yes. Yes. I've thought about that before. It is so interesting. Yeah. Like balance really is kind of the center of paradox because it's like eat your chocolate, but have your greens and meditate, but also go out and like dance and under the full moon and live. And exactly. um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really enjoying being a human in this physical body right now. But yeah, I think that anything is possible. I really do. I would never say I don't believe in something or that it doesn't exist because I just think that my brain can't even comprehend 
the complexity and enormity of the entire universe. Like I'm really only taking in such a small fraction of it. So I'm not going to pretend to know what I'm doing. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That's the truth. I think is none of us really know what we're doing and that's kind of the journey of life. And it's beautiful if you make it beautiful and it's whatever, whatever we make it out to be for ourselves. I love that. And it's so true what you said about everything being a paradox of each other. Like this is something that my acupuncturist and I were talking about yesterday. The fact that a yin yang has even like a little dot of each color on each side, meaning that like there's even if something's the complete contrast of the other, it's also it has the other in it. So we're technically, we are all each other. We all have drops of each other within each other. And in many ways, we're all the same. Absolutely. And if you think about it, like, it's so true. We're all masculine. We're all feminine. We're all, we all have light. We all have dark. We all, all of it. And underneath it, there is this sense of oneness, like you said, where we're connected through the same thread of universal love. But in terms of being this human body, like it is, there is contrast and there is paradox and it makes me smile because I think of my relationship to my sister and she's super very blunt and fiery and like likes to get things done and is very honest and I'm more of the yin energy like very fluid and watery and like let's just lay here and breathe (laughs) yes well everyone needs their contrast and I listened to your podcast that you did with with your family with your mom and Alexis and hearing the two of you together bouncing off of each other, I could totally tell that you were each other's opposites and each other's yin-yangs. And I have people like that in my life from friends to family. And it's so nice to have that contrasting person to kind of remind us like, okay, it's okay to be fiery. Like it's good because it's it's something that might not be inherent in us. And then we remind them, well, it's okay to be watery and be fluid and to slow down because there's such magic and such power in both. Yeah, there's so much power in both and we can all access all of that. And I think that's why we manifest these people because you know, if we're all agreeing and we're all the same, then there only needs to be like one human on planet earth and everyone exactly. else so everyone has their own lesson to teach. And um, I always think each person is a way to experience a new part of ourselves, um, whether it's a part we enjoy or a part we may not enjoy at the time, but can learn to strengthen. Yes, I completely agree with you. And hearing you talk about how watery and how fluid you are makes me wonder what is your zodiac sign? And if you know your rising sign and your moon sign. Ooh, getting into astrology. I love it. Yes. Um, I am five out of six planets in Pisces. So oh, you want to wow. talk about water? Oh my <laughs> gosh. No wonder you're so fluid and so watery. Yeah. Jill from Spirit Daughter, um, who I know you know because I read your magical poem in the Capricorn book. Yes, um, I love her. She's so magical. She's so magical. You know, she's actually doing the cover of my, or the foreword for my book. And then the woman who does her art is doing my cover. No way. Oh my God. I'm so excited to see it. Yeah. um, It's amazing. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm excited. Um, But she did my art and she's like, what is this? You have so much water. Um, 
So my moon is Pisces, um, and my rising sign is actually Gemini. So that's oh, very interesting. And so, I was born on the near moon. Oh, you were? Yeah. That is so powerful in so many ways. I think that makes a ton of sense because you've got all that water. So you're very fluid. You were born on the new moon. So no wonder you're faced with your shadow side and with being highly sensitive and having all of these things to work through in this lifetime and also being so equipped to do that. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny how we don't necessarily think about the stars and how they would affect who we are in this lifetime, but they do. I think that um, they create this structure of who we are, but we always have the choice to change and evolve throughout that. So, yeah. I think so too. Yeah. I mean, astrology is something I've gotten so interested in over the last, I don't know, I would say maybe six or seven months because I'm always looking for different mediums, different modalities that can connect me to the greater universe and help me understand why certain personality traits are the way they are within me and within the people that I surround myself with. And I'm so not surprised to hear that you are almost all water because I am almost all air. And you're so watery and grounded and fluid. And I am 100% up in the air, flying away at all times. Luckily, my moon is in Cancer, so I have a little bit of water in my chart, but mostly I'm such an airy person. And anyone who knows me well will tell you my head is up in the sky all the time. And even today, like I told you, I was all over the place. I was at doctor's appointments all day. I was getting my cortisone shot and coming back to have this conversation, I felt so grounded immediately talking to you and hearing your voice. And you have this really powerful, watery fluidity about you that really serves very well and very grounding for someone like me who's so airy and so up in the air, head up in the sky and the clouds all the time. So thank you for your beautiful grounding energy. And before we get into the rapid fire questions, I do want you to tell us a little bit more about your poetry book because it's coming out so soon. It's something that you have been working on for a really long time, like you said, and it's finally time to release it out into the world. So tell us what we can expect when we find it and where we can find it and all that good stuff. Well, this is the first place anyone is going to hear the title. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, it is called Explorations of a Cosmic Soul. I love it. That is so beautiful. That's perfect. Yeah, it's, it really, um, that's what it is. It's, I was just kind of exploring the layers both within myself and without. And so it kind of looks at duality and it looks at shadow and it looks at light and it looks at where we go from there. And um, so there's 88 poems. Ooh, I like that number. Yeah, it's actually, I wasn't planning it. I, I like wanted it to be 108 or something like that, but I was mm-hmm. like, no, 88 good. Um, yeah, I like that, the double numbers. Yeah. Um, I should ask a numerologist what that means actually, but definitely, yeah, 
And um, Spirit Daughter is going to write an astrological foreword. Um, she's amazing. And then uh, this artist, Rebecca writes is making the cover. And it'll be on Audible and Amazon. So they can find it in both places January 31st. And it's just very raw because I was writing it um, without thinking anyone was going to ever read it. It was more um, as a, it was like my telephone to the universe because I felt like I would ask a question and then my higher self or source or whatever you want to call it would answer back through the form of a poem. And so it's kind of like the book of um, what has guided me and has been the most healing for me in terms of the lessons I've learned over the course of actually eight months. Maybe there's so many eights involved. Hmm. Yeah. There's gotta be something to do with those eights and it's 2018. So there's an eight there. I think there's definitely a lot of, a lot of eight energy with this book. You should definitely talk to a numerologist. That would be so interesting. Yeah. It, it seems to be a recurring theme. Yes. Well, I'm so excited to read it. And I'm just so, so proud of you because that takes a lot of guts to share your poetry with the world that you thought you were just writing for your eyes only. And now it's going to be shared with the universe. And I know that people are going to love it because it's from your heart. Thank you. That means so much coming from you because you have been so brave in all of your books and your writing and just everything you do is very honest and like vulnerable. So I just want to acknowledge you for that. Aw, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I'm super stoked for you. And before we wrap up, we will just do some rapid fire questions. So this one is, I'm excited to ask you because you've been to so many places and you live in such a magical place but what is your dream vacation i would say right now it is oh can i pick two? Oh my gosh okay yes rapid fire okay so one um it's seeing the aurora borealis the northern lights in iceland and they have these like igloos that are half out of the ground and half in and so my like nerdy astrophysics side would just be so stoked on that um yes. and then the is the Amalfi Coast in Italy and just having pizza and food and I've never been and I've heard it's so magical. So those two places. Yes, you would love it there. I want to go to Iceland too. That's kind of on the top of my list and the Amalfi Coast will always have my heart. I could see you there in an instant. So I'm sure you'll make that happen very soon. And the next one is what are some of your favorite crystals? Oh, Moonstone, Labrador. I, I love selenite. Like if I could just have one crystal, honestly, like selenite's kind of my everything. Um, and carnelian, I'm just going to keep going. So I'm just going to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> I know you could go on and on. And I know you love Energy Muse as much as I do. Their crystals yeah. are so amazing. I listened to your episode with them and they're just such magical, such magical people. They are. They really are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who are some of your mentors? Everyone in my everyday life right now. Um, I've had amazing mentors like Angelica Singh, who trained me in craniosacral therapy, and Deanna from Hari Yoga. She's amazing. But honestly, I learn from the everyday people in my life, like my mom, my sister, my boyfriend, my roommate. Um, 
are constantly teaching me things just by being who they are. Um, I even learned from the plants and the nature and the waves here. I think that every, you could learn the wisdom of the universe through absolutely anything if you're present enough. So that's so beautiful. I love that answer. Um, chocolate or vanilla? Dark chocolate, like hundred percent cacao all the way. (laughs) For sure. All the way. I'm completely with you. Um, I know that you love to read. What are some of your favorite books? So fantasy, Harry Potter, for sure. But actual spiritual self-help books, I absolutely love um, Journey Into Now. And I can't remember who it's by, but it's great. The Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. The Alchemist, of course, I will read that book throughout my entire life. Mm. Uh, But I think that... The Untethered Soul is a really great one that I could just open it to anywhere and it always seems to be what I need to hear at that time. Totally. Yeah, that book, I just read it super recently in Bali and it completely changed my life and my outlook. So I'm with you on that one. Um, Those are all such good books. I love it. We have such similar taste. (laughs) I love it. I know. Um, What's your favorite part about living in Hawaii? I love how alive this place is. I love the nature. Um, I feel like every plant has something to say almost. And if you just listen, um, then the weather is always changing every five minutes. It's like the island has to move. And I love how in charge it is. Like I really, it's a humbling place to live. Yeah, it is. It's such a powerful place. I love that you say in charge because that's kind of how I think of that island. I love Kauai so much and it is, it's just powerful. Like the rains are powerful there. The ocean is powerful there. The forest, like it's so green and lush. Everything is just alive. You're totally right. Um, If you were a color, what color do you feel best represents your energy? Mm, I think like a mossy green. I could totally see that. Yes. Love it. So since you have a podcast with Raquel, Your Own Magic, which I absolutely love and I'm sure so many people listening love also, who would be one of your dream podcast guests? Oh my gosh. I mean, we have, we made a dream board together um, and it has like Oprah and Tony Robbins, Elizabeth Gilbert, like any of those magical humans would be an absolute dream to interview because I just... I've binge watched Super Soul Sunday so many times and it's been so life-changing. So to be able to interview them on their magic would be a huge honor. Yes. Well, I could see that happening. I think if anyone can manifest it, both of you can. And I can't wait to see how your podcast continues to evolve as it just goes on and takes off. It's been so fun to listen to. Well, you were our first interview. I know. Amazing. Oh my gosh. That was so fun. I was just thinking about that because I already had your Skype name in here and I was like, oh yeah, I have it from our interview, which was such a fun conversation. And everybody listening should check it out on Your Own Magic Podcast. Beautiful podcast hosted by Allie and Raquel, her best friend and roommate. And it was just a special conversation. I loved it. Yeah, and you were just so open and kind. And I still get tagged in so many screenshots of people being like, this is my favorite interview. So thank you seriously for starting us off with 
such a beautiful energy. Always. And then you guys had Trevor Hall on, who is one of my favorite people in the whole entire planet. Yeah. Isn't he so kind? He's just so real. He's so real. He's so real. I actually listened to that episode, your episode with him yesterday as I was driving back from just like the furthest place possible from where I live. And you know, from living in LA that rush hour on a Friday, I was like, okay, I have to put something on that's going to put me in a really good, really uplifted mood. So I went right to your podcast and I hadn't heard the Trevor episode yet. And I listened and it was so good. Oh, that makes me so happy. I love that you just like are sitting in rush hour and that's what you decided to listen to. That's amazing. Yes. I actually had to turn off a different podcast just because I just wanted something that I knew was going to put me in a really good mood and just like people that lift my spirits really high. And I thought of you and Raquel. Well, it's actually really funny that you're saying this because um, I went I drove from, because I live like on one end of the island and I drove to the complete opposite end of the island yesterday, which was um, hours and hours. And so we put on your interview with Shaman Durek. No um, way. Yeah, because my friend Alex and I were talking about like doing shaman trainings in Costa Rica and stuff like that. And I was like, I wonder if there's an interview with a shaman. And I was like, yes. So that was the second time I listened to it and she loved it. It was such a magical episode. Yeah, that was definitely one of just like one of the most powerful episodes I feel like has ever taken place on this podcast because he is so powerful. And he had me talking to spirits, as you know, and he was affirming like, yes, that's what the spirits are saying. And I was like, are you sure? Are you sure I'm communicating? Like, are you sure I'm hearing them right? And he was like, yeah, Jordan, you're 100% communicating with them and hearing the same things that I'm hearing. And he also has me wanting to do a shaman training. So if you go for it, you'll have to let me know. And who knows? I could sign up and do it with you. Uh, I think that we should definitely put this in our vortex because I've been feeling it so much lately, the call to do training like that. So maybe we should ask Sean Derek for his advice on this. I love it. Yeah, we should. I've looked into a lot of different, there's so many different programs and I don't know about you, but I definitely like when things are just a little less structured and a little bit less of an experience where you're sitting in a classroom and something just a little bit more immersive where you're really getting to know the shaman culture and working with the plants and working with someone very senior and very wise. So that's what I'm looking for. And if anybody listening knows of any, let us know. And that would be such a fun, such a cool thing to do together. Absolutely. Like what an amazing way to unlock new parts of yourself. We are manifesting this for 2018. It's happening. Yes, we are. I can feel it. I feel really good things about it. Yay. Well, Ali, thank you so much for being here and coming on and grounding me after my day, getting cortisone shots for these hives and being all over the place in my head. You couldn't have made me feel more grounded and happy and alive. So tell everybody where they can find you. Well, first of all, thank you so much. And I'm sending you light, light, light for your hives. And the fact that you hold a space for so many people to 
really just learn and tap into the love within them. Um, it's really important and wonderful what you're doing. So thank you. And you can find me on Instagram. It's Ally Michelle L. Um, it's so funny. Everyone's like, why is there an L? I put like zero thought into mm-hmm. my Instagram when I made it. Yeah, um, because you never thought it was going to be your business. And now it now it is. Yeah. And now I can't even change it. So it's fine. Um, but yeah, so Instagram there, your own magic podcast on iTunes is where you can hang out with us every magic Monday. And um, the book Explorations of a Cosmic Soul will be on Audible and Amazon. So that's everywhere right now. I am so excited about your book. I cannot wait to dive into it. And I'm opening a calendar to see... Okay, so today is the 13th. So your episode will be coming out on the 24th. So that's really soon. Everybody listening, just stay tuned for her book coming out in just a couple of days. So very exciting. Yes, I'm excited to send you a copy and see what you think. Yes, well, I know it's going to be so beautiful with the illustrations that Spirit Daughter has and forward from Jill and words from your heart. It's just going to be so magical and I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much again for coming on and we'll be talking very soon. Thank you for having me here. Aloha. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode with the amazing Ali Michelle. She is such a treat for all of us. I adore her. She's the wisest 20-year-old I have ever met. And not just 20-year-old, but one of the wisest 20-somethings that I've ever met and beyond, which really goes to show that age is just a number. And I adore Ali. I can't wait to spend more time with her and hang out with her in person and just squeeze her. She's so, so wonderful. So if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know on Instagram, on the Soul on Fire podcast tribe, on Facebook, on email, basically anywhere. I love hearing from you guys. And Also, if you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast, it helps so much with visibility in the iTunes store and just in general. I appreciate it so much. And I always want to thank each and every one of you who rates and reviews the podcast, which is why I send out my blogging tips and tricks document to everyone who rates and reviews and sends in a screenshot to jordan at thebalancedblonde.com. And that document is basically for anyone who's looking to start a blog or already has a blog and is looking to monetize and make it their career. So rate and review that podcast in iTunes if you feel so inspired and be sure to check out and support our sponsors. I am so grateful to them for supporting this show. It means the world to me. You can go to Four Sigmatic with the code BLONDE for 15% off. You can go also to thrivemarket.com forward slash blonde for $60 of free groceries, free shipping, and a 30-day free trial. So pretty amazing. I love both of these companies with all of my heart. They have both saved me a lot of time and money and health because switching from coffee to chaga medicinal mushrooms has changed my life and Thrive Market is saving me so much money and I've been cooking so much at home. It's really fun. 
So thank you guys so much for being here and listening and being your amazing selves. I hope you have an inspired and creative and love filled day. And I can't wait to keep on connecting with you.